a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, and welcome to Your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. And today we've got an episode that's filled with some really great activities going yep. on around the Wasatch. The, these are really cool. These are these are very sophisticated activities so too. So sophisticated, but but not difficult. You know, it's it's not like you're going to, you know, read Victor Hugo or something like that. I mean, these are these are fun, but they are kind of sophisticated. Yeah, I mean, if you did all three of these activities and then you were telling someone about your weekend, they'd be like, "Wow, you're they'd, kind of impressive." They'd be impressed. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So, listen, I haven't had breakfast yet, so I vote we start with the food one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> make you even hungrier. Why not? Why um, not? Two of my all-time favorite foods: chocolate and cheese. Together at last in a festival. At the Natural History Museum. Now, the Natural History Museum, uh, this is a regular festival for them. Mm -hmm. I remember they did a – at least I remember them doing a chocolate festival last year. I don't remember the cheese specifically, but I guess this is an annual thing. Yes. I do remember that it was going on last year. I couldn't make it, but I will be there this year. And they just basically explore all the different types of chocolates and all the different types of cheeses, which – I guess you can see how they might be related because if you kind of dig down into the chocolate world, Mm -hmm. you'll discover that much like cheese, the different techniques and the different ingredients in the different regions can produce a very, very different product. And just how rich and complex both both of these foods are. I I think it's interesting that you bring this up today because earlier this week, my little itty-bitty teeny-tiny baby girl and I dashed into Harmon's. To grab something. And Harmon's always has cheese samples. They have a cheesemonger out there. Yes, they do. And they had a cheese and chocolate sample. They had a little chunk of cheese sitting on top of a little piece of chocolate. And we tried it, and it was fine. Together. Yeah, together. Yeah, you eat them together. Yeah. So I guess it's interesting because I just tried that just this week. I'd never before in my life put chocolate and cheese in my mouth at at the same time. Who would, really? I mean, (laughs) who would look at their cupboard and say, yeah, I bet I could do something with these two? Um, okay, this is on the same topic, but a bit of a tangent. Come up with a food that does not pair well with either cheese or chocolate. Can I come up with it? Let's yes, see here. name one. It doesn't pair well with cheese. And it has to be like a real food. It can't be a condiment or... I bet bananas would be terrible. Chocolate. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, so, so they, can't, they can't pair either. with either. Because oh. mm-hmm. you're right, bananas are great with chocolate. Right. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, all fruit is out because a lot of fruit goes with cheese, cheese and or chocolate. Chocolate, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. Uh, meat is out because <laughs> yeah. you eat meat and cheese all day together. <laughs> Bread is out because you can do both again. I mean, what's better than what's better than a big slice of of nice thick bread with Nutella on it? Right. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, or the grilled cheese. Yeah, <laughs> the classic. I make those every week. Uh, I have yet I to come know. up with one. And I've <sighs> been asking people this question for years. It must be something really 
like really specific and really exotic. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? I'll anyway. I'll post this question on our Facebook page and let our audience come up with something. We'll see what they say. Yeah, we'll see. So so I bet someone out there has has tried a really bad combination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and would they they'll never do it again. So let's talk details. <laughs> okay. On the chocolate and cheese festival. Mm-hmm. Together at last. Uh so it's going to be market and workshops. So you can go there and sample and buy stuff. But there's also going to be workshops all day, Saturday and Sunday, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh. Um, based on you know pairings, chocolate and cheese pairings, chocolate and coffee pairings, uh, fondue for kids, various other tastings, exploring chocolate, bizarre foods. Um, go on their website and, and check it out and see which one's – you know, spark your interest so then yeah. you can plan around that. And tickets are pretty, pretty reasonable. They're for adults, their regular price is fourteen ninety five. But okay. if you go to their website, they're not gonna let you pay full price. They have two dollar off coupons everywhere. And then when you even just click buy tickets, they already include the discount. So Well and you know what? The this is a good place to get a family membership. The the Museum of Natural History is outstanding. Mm-hmm. So if you've been thinking about you're getting an annual membership for your family to to some place, a museum or something else like this, give it give that a shot. The yeah. Museum of Natural History really is great. Every time you go, I've been a lot, never get tired of it, always enjoy going. And they they do a lot of really cool stuff like this. So it's worth it. In my mind, it's worth it. So do it. All right, so that is the big food one. Yep. Now let's talk uh, a little bit. Even let's talk even more sophisticated. If there, were, if if cheese and chocolate pairings are not sophisticated enough for you, we've got things that are even more sophisticated. Are you a an art person? Me, do you personally? love art. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you love art. Yeah, You're into I do. it. <laughs> if you're an art person, then there's something you ought to do with the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art, which I went to for the first time just a couple of weeks ago. That's just right. about a month ago. And I regretfully have still not been. Well, they've got another good reason to go. Mm-hmm. They have what they're calling Family Art Saturdays. Now, this is the second Saturday of every month. It goes from 2 to 4 p.m., and it's basically a family art class. And they bring in artists. They bring in teachers. And you learn about art concepts and then try your hand at them. And it really is awesome. The one that's coming up the the that's coming up uh shortly This Saturday. April this Saturday, 8th. yeah. Is on moving images. So you'll create your own flipbook animation to take home. Which of course every textbook that I had in high school I'd turn into a flipbook animation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is one, though, that uh, dedicated purpose flipbook animation. Yeah. It's all about tricking the brain into seeing movement. And I'm sure they're going to go into some historical learning classes as well, like the old time film, the wheels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you turn them. probably be really cool. Where you turn them and it flips through the photos. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Because they have those. Because they had those back in the day. They're like Mm -hmm. flip books, like huge flip books. Yeah. You know, and you crank them. Yeah. Okay, so I'm okay. I remembered it. I just couldn't describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the best part about the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art Mm -hmm. and the Family Art Saturday 
is that it's free of charge. Free of charge with a a donation recommended. Yes, they politely ask you for a donation. They suggest five dollars. Mm-hmm. But I think two hours of family entertainment with a take-home yeah. art project. I think so. I think it's worth it. It's worth more than $5. I mean, let's be realistic. So uh, drop uh, drop what you can in their little donation jar mm-hmm. and then go and enjoy this. I think this is amazing. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. I had no yeah, idea it super existed. Super cool. So I think, uh, I think I'll be there on Saturday. Because my kids enjoy, like all kids, they enjoy getting in there with their hands and making things. Yeah, hands-on cool stuff things. is the yeah. best. And if you can go to a museum and have it be hands-on and learning and fun, yeah, and you get to be included, it's not like, all right, see you, kids. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not just dropping your kids off at the Museum of Contemporary Art <laughs> yeah. and wishing them the best. <laughs> right. Don't go into the gunshot exhibit. Don't go over there. <laughs> I told you about that exhibit, didn't yes, I? Yes, you, you go did, in that room? Yeah. I ruined it for you, though. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So a couple of cool activities there. Now, when we come back from this break, if neither cheese and chocolate pairings nor family art classes guided by professional artists is sophisticated enough for you, we have a last-ditch attempt to impress you with something that you can do. And we'll cover it when we come right back. Welcome back to Your Utah. We've been talking about some great activities that you can do along the Wasatch Front with your family even that are super sophisticated, that are really going to kind of play to your cultured and your artistic mm-hmm. side. We get, we did the, the festival, the Chocolate and Cheese Festival at the Utah Museum of Natural History. The art classes you can take as a family at the Museum of Contemporary Art. And now let's head on down south of the valley to the Living Planet Aquarium. And this may not be what you expect it to be. This is yoga at the aquarium. Yoga at the aquarium. They have a series of all these different types of yogas that they lead, themes. And the one that caught my eye that made me click on it was rainforest yoga. Now tell me about rainforest yoga. Okay, so... I have not yet been to the aquarium. How do they how do they uh describe the event? I mean, what do they They say what that are you're, they offering? you're in the area. I mean, everyone comes to go and do yoga. Right. Um based on what I've read, it doesn't I haven't dug deep enough to find out if you need to bring all of your own mats. Oh. Or mm-hmm. not? Yeah. Um I think they probably have them provided based on the pictures. It looks like a lot of them look alike. Uh, so the rainforest yoga will be in the rainforest section of the aquarium. So you'll hear all of the the birds chirping and the waterfalls. Right. It'll be very zen. Um, and there's not going to be people walking around while you're doing yoga. Oh, they closed off the closed section. off section for this yoga. And then they have a very experienced guide, yoga instructor, to to lead you on this very relaxing yoga journey. They say... It's a one of one of a kind experience, offering you a unique way to enjoy yoga, um, and and it kind of seems really nice. I mean, I've done yoga before. I don't I don't know if you've done yoga. No, I never have. I mean, even Not just even just doing it alone, it relaxes you. Doing Does the it? movements, the, especially the breathing, 
And you don't have to be experienced or good at it or have ever even done it before to go to a class because they go through a routine and you do what you feel comfortable doing. You you mm. can try it and maybe you lose your balance and you, you don't want to do Crash that. Crash into the person next to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, you just take it the way you want. And a lot of it is just breathing and moving around very slowly and just taking in all of everything that's around you and becoming aware. It's really, really a great experience. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I should give it a shot. I've never tried it. And I've, and I've got to be honest with you, I've never considered it. Maybe uh, you should. I've never been like a particularly athletic, you know, person mm-hmm. uh, beyond walking and running short distances. Well, yoga is perfect for those kind of people. Is it? Yeah. People think yoga is for all these extreme people that can, you know, gr- put probably, their legs behind their head. Well, but... <laughs> I, I always imagined that it required a certain amount of grace. No. You know? I mean, you'll you'll get the grace as you if you if you like it and continue to do it as you pursue it. Because mm-hmm. it, it strengthens all the muscles that you don't use that often. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes some sense. It's nice, but the other uh, the other class that they have, other than rainforest, is yoga with the sharks. Now I don't know how that I, I get. So you look at the rainforest yoga, mm-hmm. the humidity, the waterfalls, the birds. I get that as like a real nice environment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine that yoga with apex predators is nearly as relaxing. Oh, it looks so nice, though. It looks cool. Hey, look, I love sharks. I think they're awesome. But, you know, how can you really be (laughs) – how can you really say that this is a relaxing zen environment? When you're just imagining imagining the glass is going to break and a shark is going to come flying at you? Well, it's – there's just a dissonance. You know, there's just a dissonance because sharks are – yeah. They're swimming jaw. I mean, they're just they're, they're these giant mouths. But maybe teeth. that's why they do it. It's an interesting balance for mind and body because you have to relax your mind to yeah. just stop thinking about the sharks and find find that place. Because I think that what I, the risk that I would run is not that I would be f- afraid that the tank would break and I'd be eaten by a shark. <laughs> because I know that even if the tank broke, the shark wouldn't eat me. Yeah, It'd be you, flopping around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like. <laughs> Uh, He's not hungry in a moment of terror. <laughs> right. And so it's not that. It's that I would just be thinking about sharks generally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, look at those sharks. And I'd be imagining thinking about the sharks, you know. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh, did you ever see that? It was a recent shark movie with, uh, I don't know. I forget who the woman is. Oh. Blonde woman. And she's, the Shallows. Yeah, The Shallows. Did you see that? No. No, I was not interested in that. It reminded me about of the shallows the whole time. That deep blue, deep blue water, whatever that movie was, yeah. where the entire movie is them just in water with sharks swimming below them. It just, it just didn't catch my attention. When I was living in Midvale, my next door neighbor was a World War II veteran, veteran mm-hmm. of the Navy, and off the coast of Japan, his the battleship he was on was sunk, and they all went into the water, wow. and a bunch of his fellow sailors were eaten oh, by wow. sharks. Like guys right around him were dragged under by sharks. Huh. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty crazy. This is what I'm talking about, yoga with sharks. How old is is this guy? I feel like maybe those might be war stories with quotations. No, it it happened. It really (laughs) did happen. It really did happen. (laughs) Stuff like that happened. Um, 
I would hate to think that he would have embellished. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I mean, okay. you know, he had a he had a boat shot out from under him off the yeah. coast of Japan in World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that's not enough for you, <laughs> the sharks. <laughs> I think that it's a probably a more intense version of yoga because it is the mind meditation combined with the body. You know what I bet is cool though. Hmm. I bet just being near those enormous tanks is cool because you get that cool light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the dark. Kind of the shimmering. It's like. I bet that's neat. It's almost like a giant, not like a lava lamp, kind of like a lava lamp. It's dark. Yes. And yeah. then this glow of light with all the sharks and fish moving around. I think that would be very cool. Right. And so pricing on this, $20 for members of the aquarium and $25 for non-members. You can go onto their website or just give them a call and figure out the best way to to lock in your tickets. Uh, They have uh, dates scheduled all the way through the fall. Uh, They've got uh, rainforest dates through October and shark dates through November. And they're all – they'll take place – oh, no, the shark is in the evening and the rainforest is in the morning. I guess that makes some sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go to thelivingplanet.com. Slash yoga, and they've got all the info there. Very cool. And these are hour long, hour long sessions, so twenty five bucks for an hour of yoga. I have no idea if that's a good deal or not. You're certainly for gonna, the experience. I think so. Well, you're certainly going to see a side of the aquarium that you wouldn't yeah. normally. So that's something. And I don't see anything listed on age requirements. So you know, if you have kids that want to do yoga or like yoga or can. Be quiet for an hour in a room. <laughs> take them along and, and let them experience it as well. Okay. All right. I think this is some good. Good stuff. You, this is good, sophisticated family activities that we brought everyone today. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, these are all things that I would love to do. Okay. So, thank you so much for listening. Now get out there and enjoy your very sophisticated Utah. <laughs>